Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Weekend Extra. It's so good to be with you guys. I'm Joe, this is Jeff. We're still in the middle of our series, Five Assumptions About God and Why They're Wrong. And this has been such a fun uh, night to get into. Fun. You know, all these assumptions were blowing up and our minds get blown up. I'd say things like fun, but what we're really, it's just, <laughs> it's just deep and we're diving into this stuff. And I think my conversations in the lobbies with people, they're so encouraged to get some of the stuff debunked and yeah. um, I'm loving how this is helping people solidify their relationship with God. Uh, one of the questions as I was talking with a couple people though, is kind of this understanding of sometimes uh, we do f find ourselves discouraged. We find ourselves um, thinking that God is always unhappy with us and yeah. I'm not getting it right. I'm not getting all this stuff down. And some of that's our own baggage because sure. maybe it's birth from our own sin and you got to do a lot of that great stuff. If you missed it, go check out the message. But one of the questions was, what happens when it's actually like Satan and the evil forces of reality coming at us with those kind of attacks, they're trying to discourage us to keep us from God. What's yeah. what's kind of happening when those things are going on? Well, the, <clears throat> it, I think it's always important to remember that the, the, the Scripture says the evil one is the accuser. Mm -hmm. So he's the accuser, mm -hmm. and his native language is lies. Yeah. So what, how that plays out spiritually is the, the Bible would tell me certain things are true of me because I am in Christ, right? So in Christ, I am forgiven. In Christ, I am free. In Christ, uh, there is no condemnation. Mm. Uh, in Christ, uh, my past is behind me. My sins are thrown as, east, as far as from the west. So, so when I have that mindset like, ooh, I, I might make it to heaven by the skin of my teeth, right? This is after salvation, of course. I might make it to heaven by the skin of my teeth, or God can never use me. My story is pointless. Those, those are not Christ's perspective mm. and therefore would not be Christ's truth in my life. Yeah. And so the, the idea that, you know, that they, the hymn says it so well, I'm a sinner saved by grace, yeah. right? And so I am saved, cleansed, forgiven. I love what Corinthians says, you know, the, the writer's right, and he says some of you were uh, immoral and homosexual adulterers and and uh, idolaters and um, gossips and all that kind of stuff. And then Paul says, and that's what some of you were, mm. but you are sanctified, you are justified, you are cleansed through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's really that new identity. And I have to, you know, almost spiritually push back on that when, when those lies and accusations are brought at me. And even look at the people in the Bible. I, I joke sometimes that none of the guys in the Bible would ever made a, a, the church staff. You know, so David had a track record, including murder. You know, uh, <laughs> Joseph was a mess. Peter was a disaster. Moses the was a murderer. Yeah, the Apostle Paul was a, a, a murderer. You know, so it, you look and say, we'll know those stories and we'll believe that God can radically change a person. And it's easiest to believe that for someone else. Right. But to look and say, no, God changed me like that. And that gives me gratitude. That gives me a sense of God's grace and that I want to extend that to other people. So remembering the truth of what Christ actually says. Yeah, I feel like if that's something that someone's struggling with, getting together with someone, diving, doing a Bible study on your identity yeah, in Christ. Yeah, be great. Oh, huge. Awesome, Jeff. Thanks. Um, Another thing that uh, was toiling around and uh, a couple of more conversations in the lobby was 
You mentioned in the message that some people have this mindset that God is mad, the Bible proves it, and the church is here to tell you all about that. Yep. Um, well, how do we approach someone? So if we're kind of in the camp of, okay, that assumption is busted, and now we're in the camp where we wouldn't think that way, but maybe we know someone that does think that way. Yeah, it's hard. How do you interact with that person <laughs> without becoming that person to them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of I would start with conversation and see what they really think, you know, because a lot of times if you grew up in a very conservative evangelical circle like I did, uh, when I say that, it sounds liberal. Mm-hmm. And you were taught. You were taught, like, well, watch out for people like that. So there's a big conversation that needs to be had where you find out, like, we're actually agreeing. Like, the wrath of God will be poured out on those who are not in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking after the cross, and and we're, the, the wrath of God was poured out on Christ yep. so that we could avoid it. So Jesus is our atonement, our way of escape, our substitute, all those kind of things. So make sure you're having the right conversation, all right? So after that... When someone has that attitude or they have a, a very closed mind or very legalistic spirit, um, I think what happens, you go into Romans and other places like that, when, when you read uh, what the Scripture has to say about the weaker brother, the weaker brother is the legalistic one. The weaker brother is not the one who's experienced the grace and mercy of God and is able to extend it. The weaker brother is the one that has to follow the law. So you love them as a weaker brother. You you have a compassion on them. Uh, you interact with them gracefully. They were taught that. I bet you they love Jesus as deeply as you do, that they were just taught to do it in this way. And then beyond that, if they won't drop it or if they're real aggressive with it, I think this is where Jesus starts to say, hey, listen, don't cast your pearls before swine. They're, walk away from it. Don't engage in the argument. You know, if they're if they're not having a conversation and really looking to know your heart and mind and just want an argument, and, and there's folks like that out there, um, you need to step, step away yeah. and uh, preserve the relationship and pray for them and love them and be be kind and gentle to them, yeah. you know, and uh, and let that define you. That's great. I'm. I know plenty of those people in my life, and uh, having those conversations or not having those conversations if they're not willing to engage is um, something that we always need to be praying for. As you were saying, um, we have a heart for them, we love them, and more than anything, I think we want to make sure that they know the heart and love of God, not just yeah. the rules where they're not. It's great. but And, and i tell you what will happen a lot of times with folks like this. I, I've experienced this many times in my life. They are holding themselves to a standard that they can't live to. That's the point. Christ has to do it. So if I can be the person of peace and grace and mercy in their life, hmm. when they fail to hit that standard, and they will, and they very well may face the ostracism because hmm. of it, they'll wind up with me. Yeah. And and they'll think, well, who will love me and who will accept me? Well, this person over here will. And so sometimes God gives us a a, a second chance, a different open door. Just be Christ-like with them the way that you know it really is. And God will have to walk them through things the way that he walked us through things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been the weekend extra. I'm excited about this. Jeff, I have to admit, though, that I did look up what this means. Yeah. And I at least now know, finally, that it means peace out, Holmes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's the this way. has been your weekend extra. <laughs> peace out, Holmes.